Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Sight in the Town Interviews. Today, Daniel, Lauren, and I are excited to get to sit down with Lynn Alicia Henderson. Ms. Henderson played paramedic Pamela Ulbis, making a staggering 149 appearances over the course of 14 seasons. This ranks her 12th in the, in the most appearances on the show's history. Ms. Henderson, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> uh, so to get us started off, why don't you just give us, uh, give us a little background. How did you get your start in acting and what led you to working on ER? Um, I got my start in acting, I would say, you know, I went to college and majored in theater and um, did a brief time in New York City where it was just like there was a lot of musicals with, and I didn't have that kind of voice or that kind of dancing skill. So, you know, I had met with the manager and he says, go to LA, that's where you can, you know, it was actually Felicia Rashad's manager actually. And he, he said, that's where you need to go. So I just went right away. And, um, and from there, you know, it was easy to get an agent back then, but my agent wasn't getting me out on anything. So I started sending out lots of postcards. And um, when ER came out, um, I, I noted like, you know what, that's a show that I could do. And so I started sending them postcards every week for about a year, like from the moment this show aired to, you know, the, the moment that I got an audition for a year, every week I sent them a, a postcard and it would say things like colored girl for hire. And I would pretty much, and it was real cheap. So I would like make Xerox copies and color myself in and, and just send out like really cheap postcards and nothing fancy. Cause a lot of people do like glossy, pretty, whatever. And I would just put little comments. I would be like, can't wait to work on your show, whatever for a week. And I literally apparently drove them crazy. And um, they were just so annoyed. And one day, I guess, you know, when I hear the casting directors talk about it, they're just like, we should just, let's just call her in, you know, that'll maybe shut her up or whatever. <laughs> and um, they called me in and um, I booked the job. So, and that was very early in the career of working. I mean, before then, my postcards had definitely gotten me some gigs here and there. So I was definitely, you know, the postcard thing was working. So I was sticking with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's essentially, you know, the short and long of it. <laughs> um, so your character first appears early in season two, which tracks with your timeline. You pestered him for about a year until you finally got the job um <laughs> your first appearance was in the early season two episode titled what life um do you have any memories of working on that very first episode and kind of what your feelings were leading up to it yeah um i do have a lot of memories of it you know one of the things about the audition process was you know they gave you this big speech and you had to you know read it fast or whatever and i remember um, after I booked the job, which was a miracle in itself, because the night before I was doing stand-up comedy at the time, and the night before I had been up with a friend like till three o'clock in the morning rehearsing the lines, you know, outside like the, the comedy store. <laughs> and um, so, you know, it was definitely like, you know, who knows what's gonna happen here. And I also remember, you know, specifically in terms of like even getting the tone of the show right, because when I went to audition, there were all these beautiful women and they were all, you know, people were auditioning to play a paramedic in crop tops. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I had on like an ugly black coat and, you know, jeans and my hair pulled back, like I, and no makeup, you know, because I was just like, I'm, I can't compete in that hot look way. So let me do this. And so, you know, it was really 
crucial to me that I like went in and I was like all about the business, you know, and just getting the lines down and not worrying about anything else or anybody else. And so I feel like when I did the first day right beforehand, the casting director called me and he said, rehearse the heck out of that, you know, because it is a lot. And he says a lot of people, he says, really great actors have problems with that dialogue. They have problems, you know, with doing all that stuff really fast while, and he's like, there's so much going on on set and just prepare in a way you like, you know, while you're walking your baby, because I had a baby at the time, while you're walking your baby, you know, rehearse your lines. So I did what he said. So, you know, I was all prepared and I felt really good and it was scary as heck. But I remember after the first take, people were just like, oh my God, you're good. Cause I didn't screw up. <laughs> and everybody was just coming up to me and it's like, whoa, wow, you're really good. You'll be back. And I was like, really? And I was like, we've been through some paramedics, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I had no idea. And so right then and there, it was just kind of like, don't mess up. You know, I never sort of felt that kind of pressure not to mess up your lines, but it was pretty obviously crucial because they had been through a lot of people where that was a that was a problem because it's not it's not acting in a normal way in terms of like you know you learn your lines and you get to feed off of people slowly and have emotion and all that it's it's not like that mm -hmm. um so also one of the things that i did in particular that prepared me for the role um was um i I was a waiter at the time and in a really busy restaurant. And one of the things, you know, when you're working really fast and you're getting the orders, no matter what's happening in the restaurant, it's just kind of like, you know, five eggs over whatever, easy, whatever, and something could spill. And it's just like, could you pick that up or whatever? And you just keep it moving, right? right. And so my sort of thought and idea about that character was, she, this is what she does all the time. And it's, and it's not about being emotional about, you know, who you're bringing in and how sad this is, or even like dealing with the emotions of everybody around you. It's like, I've got a job to do. I've got to deliver. I've got to, you know, I've got to get these eggs or these, this Salisbury steak out. And that's the most important thing. And so that was kind of like my, my character choice, really. Um, you know, especially once I got the job, I was like, oh, it's like waiting tables when you're really busy. <laughs> I love it. So you've touched a little bit on some of your preparation. We're wondering, um, what did a standard day or episode worth of shooting look like for you in particular? Were you filming multiple trauma scenes back to back? Um, sometimes, although a lot of times because um, I was, you know, oftentimes I would be in one scene in the day. So a lot of times I'd have like that 6 a.m. or 5.30 a.m. call. So that would be, you know, luckily I lived near Warner Brothers. So that would be, I would, for 5.30 a.m. call, I would get up at 5 a.m. <laughs> and, uh, and, and make it in plenty of time. And we would probably be on set by like seven. And we would, um, we would start shooting and probably like, especially those big sort of ambulance scenes, um, we would do them, they called it Warner style, mm -hmm. which was really super challenging because it's like, as the one saying all the lines, <laughs> I had the, the, the toughest job in that way because you you start the scene and you end the scene. And it's, you know, it's sometimes like a three minute scene and there's no cuts, so you can't screw up. And while you're doing that, people are coming and joining and asking you questions and you've got an IV bag and you're pumping and you're doing all this stuff. And I would say we would go from like seven till maybe be out there by 1130, you know, cause they worked really fast. I mean, it was, 
it was kind of amazing. You know, sometimes if you were in a later scene or like, you know, they had trauma scenes and then they would, um, you know, your, my scene would not be like till the second or the third scene. Then we wouldn't start shooting me till like 11. So, you know, you're just kind of hanging around the set, you know, um, which was always fun. <laughs> and because there's always stuff going on. Um, and maybe you'd start shooting at around one after lunch. And then you'd probably there till four. Uh, so, you know, and in the meantime, we had great trailers. So, you know, we were visiting each other in trailers. <laughs> we were, you know, the trailers had TV sets. So you're watching TV and, you, and going and hanging out with other people or out in front of the ER um, uh, stage, there was a basketball court. Oh my gosh, the basketball that people played. That was always fun because George Clooney was always out there and Noah and, you know, everybody, you know, was into basketball, you know, especially in the early days. And um, so there was always something to do. It was fun. And also, um, sometimes during those breaks, I would take naps, long naps, because I had a baby. <laughs> so it was like, nobody's bothering me. Yeah, so. So you again, you touched on this next question a little bit during your previous answer. So playing an EMT required you to be able to spit out a lot of complex medical dialogue at a really rapid fire pace. Uh, we've heard from other folks that it's almost like getting a med school education to be able to get all the terminology down. So what was your experience like with learning that and would you consider it a steep learning curve? Um, you know, I feel like it was not as difficult as it could have been. And I think one of the reasons is I had been doing um, medical um, training videos for, uh, for different companies, like for those industrial films. You know, um, and so I had gotten in with this company and so I was doing them. So there was a lot of, I, I would play a nurse and tell people how to do blood pressure and stuff like that in these training videos. So there was something that I felt comfortable around medical stuff. Also, I had been a lifelong hypochondriac. So I was always looking stuff up and I, I feel like, you know, especially with the rapid fire dialogue, you know, I've been told to slow down my whole life. So speaking fast was not an issue for me in fact that's one of the reasons i feel like i booked that job and why it was so great for me because you know a lot of other acting jobs they regularly tell me to slow down <laughs> this that never happened <laughs> so uh, i feel like i was specially designed for it <laughs> so was there like kind of going based off that like uh was there any times that like you like remember necessarily like screwing up a scene like was it like because we've heard like again we've also heard stories of like people like you get through those long one takes and then someone flubs a line at the end and it's like Reset. dang it the whole thing is completely screwed like was were, did that ever happen to you with that yes it did happen to me it didn't happen often but one time it happened very badly where and what had happened was is they had rewritten the script um, like the night before or whatever, and I did not get the new rewritten script. So oh, no. I was not able to make the changes. And so I arrived on set thinking I had just one scene, but there was actually another one and it was extended. And talk about the sweat. I mean, sadly, I think this, whoever the script person was, I think he might've gotten fired because I did not get the script. Oh, and no. literally like, the, the girl who very rarely messed up, I could not, it took me like, you know, this was an early shoot. Like, so it started at, you know, maybe eight and we were working on that like till after lunch. So I don't think I actually got it all until like 
two o'clock. It was so terrible. It was the worst day. And I was like, oh my God, they're never going to call me again. But they knew what had happened. They knew that, and you know, that that's a lot to ask to like do a whole page of this dialogue and not, but that was, that was devastating. And what's interesting is I've seen, you know, since that point, I saw actors come in to play paramedics that, that that happened to, and they had the lines in advance. So that it can be tough because also the way you have to do things, like I said, it's a different part of your brain. And so when all that stuff is happening fast, um, if you're not used to that, it's easy to flub a line. It's easy to just mess up one little thing. And, and they had to be exact. People needed to know what you were bringing in and everybody that, that had to be the cleanest. So, so they, I couldn't get away with, um, we'll just cut around it. Like they literally kept working on it until I got it. That was the worst day ever. Oh, man. You yeah, know, luckily he, he, that happened like in season eight or something. So I had been there a while. <laughs> so but, they knew you were good. Yeah. So it didn't ruin me, but I was horrified. So, so you were on the show for a total of 14 seasons, spanning nearly the entire run of the show. So you kind of got a front row seat to all the different cast changes and character dynamics and whatnot. Was there a particular time or era that stands out to you as your favorite? Of course, the first era, <laughs> the first, <laughs> the first five years for sure. Um, yeah, I mean that was so alive and everybody. It was just a constant excitement. There was so much amazing energy um, and super fun. And um, you know, like we had that live episode. Like every time, every, just going to work was just so much fun and energy and it was just always you know we were always you know uh john wells would post on the wall to the the stage door like how many people had watched that last episode and it was huge it was like breaking records like every every time you went in there it was just like so amazing everybody was it was just such a like making history kind of vibe constantly and it just made i felt like it, everybody was always jacked up <laughs> you know, just ready to, you know, and even just like the most mundane conversations just had a had a pop to it. Like it was just, it was fun. It was just ridiculous fun. Yeah, too funny that you mentioned that Noah and George Clooney were always out playing basketball because we always joke about the basketball scenes on those early seasons. Yeah. So we were so happy, like because we're in the middle of yeah, we're like in the latter half of season two, and we finally have the normal ambulance bay that we see for the rest of the series and. And that normal basketball thing, we're like, finally, <laughs> it's home. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, I think all that was put in because they played so much basketball, you know. <laughs> and sadly, in the later seasons, it kind of went out because, you know, I would say George was the major force behind constant basketball playing, you know. So when he left, it just sort of slowly faded in interest. But it works so well. Um. And despite being such a long-running character, we as the audience don't really get to learn much about your character's backstory. As part of your preparation and performance, did you develop a backstory for Pamela or contribute any of your own traits to her portrayal? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely, you know, because suddenly I had a grandfather and <laughs> and, <laughs> and all that. So yeah, I totally, I, I developed a whole story about that and, and it was an emotional scene, so I had to. Right. <laughs> um, you know, but one of the things that I had definitely, I remember built into my backstory with him was, you know, before that had happened, you know, I, I was having the feeling that I, that we had fought recently and that I was afraid that, you know, I wasn't going to get a chance to tell him I loved him, 
you know, so that was, you know, certainly uh, for me part of the urgency of like how important it was for, you know, him to be okay. Um, I definitely remember that, but yeah, I had a whole family, yeah, <laughs> backstory for it. And it was, it was great. That was a great fun day. That was, you know, it was very emotional because I had to be in tears for like hours, you know, cause we kept redoing that, and, you know, doing all different parts of the scene. And, and luckily, you know, I think because of my preparation, I had zero problems and that was amazing, you know, uh, you know, and it was one of those things too, where you're working on that set where you're friends with everybody and there's always a lot of joking. And one of the things before you're about to do that bullet, you don't want anything else in your head. Um, <laughs> but uh, I feel like I had definitely such strong preparation that I could joke with Laura Ennis, you know, right before we would start. And then as soon as we, you know, started doing that scene, I was right there, I was right connected. And so that was, um, that was really, I, I thought that was great just in terms of like, oh, wow, you can do that, you know, and keep doing it. Um, if you find the right thing, right? The right, right, the right moment, the right story that you're, you know, and it really is kind of, oh, you know, so. So, yeah, as you mentioned, your, your kind of big character moment during your time on the show, that at least, at least that we get to see as the audience, uh, does come in that late season three episode. It's called Random Acts. Um, when your grandfather gets brought in and um, gets Dr. Green and Dr. Weaver kind of care for him throughout the episode. Um, how did that story get, get first presented to you? And then just kind of what were your feelings about it going into that filming process? Um, it first got presented when I read the script, when they delivered it on my front door. <laughs> so I had no idea this was coming. And I was shocked and scared. <laughs> That was my first reaction. I was just like, I kept looking at all the pages and going, what? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> so I was, I was brilliantly excited and scared um, just, just because it was like, that's a, that's a lot, you know? And, and it was, you know, and before then though, I, I do remember they asked to see one of my tapes and one of my demo reels, but they had asked my agent to see one of my demo reels beforehand. So I, so whatever they saw in that, I passed, <laughs> you know? Um, so, it was, cause it was definitely like, it was a lot of stuff. And I was like, oh, and I'm in this, wow. Um, so, but I was definitely, I didn't see it coming and I was definitely uh, scared, but it was, it was really amazing. And I remember, you know, after the first day of filming, which was the, the, the biggest day, cause it was the one where it was all emotional, all the writers and producers coming up to me and talking about like they'd seen the dailies and what a great job I did and <laughs> how pleased they were with it, which of course that made me feel totally great. So, yeah. We, we just took a look at that episode this morning and you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I felt kind of bad because I was like, oh, you know, she finally gets this great, these great character moments, and that's overshadowed by Doctor Green being beat up in a bathroom. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> exactly. But you know, I, you know, I definitely feel like, nevertheless, it was still a standout episode because everybody remembers that. You mm -hmm. know, everybody remembers that episode where the paramedic had the, that thing. Mm -hmm. You know, with her yeah. father. So that's, I definitely, you know, I'm proud of it. You know. And then. Moving ahead a little bit, looking at your resume, you've appeared in a kind of who's who of, of 90s and early 2000s television. Fresh Prince, Seinfeld, Friends, News Radio, King of Queens, Malcolm in the Middle, Dexter, Scrubs, 24, and House. So how does the atmosphere of ER, the ER set, compare and contrast with your experiences on these other iconic shows? 
Um, I would say that ER was the best <laughs> um, for so many reasons. Uh, one of them, of course, being is you're part of the family. So that's, you know, a, a huge thing. And also, you know, it's funny because I've done a lot of other hospital shows. And, you know, I, I remember noting, um, and some of them aren't, you know, always listed, but what I remember noting is that what ER would do in three hours would take other shows eight to 10 hours to do. And it, <laughs> yeah, so it, that was always kind of interesting when I'd work on these other hospital shows. And, and this was before, you know, Grey's Anatomy because I'm sure they've got that down. But um, just some other shows, it was just like, it took a long time, like any scenes where there was medical equipment or, you know, whatever, it was, it took so long and it was an interesting thing to watch people try to figure things out. And of course I would never say anything <laughs> because that's not my job. Um, but, but I, but I would definitely, one of the great things is I would be able to offer like, well, why don't I be doing this? So I, I definitely, you know, could add to how to tell the story in that way. But, um, but ER bar none was the best. Although I will say friends was super fun, hugely fun. Um, and they have a very energetic, happy set. And when I was there, Brad Pitt was there because he was uh, visiting <laughs> Jennifer. So that was fun. And I would also say that like, I really like the, the vibe of, um, uh, what's the one where, uh, with the, the, the two gay guys, what's it called? Uh, Will and Grace? Yes, wow. yes, no. that's it, yeah. That that was a super fun set. They they had like a lot of life and love and energy and they treated their guest cast really well. And that's what you really notice is who treats the guest cast like, oh my God, my friends have come over for dinner and who acts like uh, you can go cut the uh, leaves on the trees right now, you know? <laughs> so there's, there's, the, there's a wide variation of you know, how you get treated on different shows for sure. Well, I'm sure Lauren's great to hear that. That's one of, that's one of her favorite NBC shows. So I'm going to hope Seinfeld was the same. You don't have to tell us, but I'm just going to hope. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so uh, do you have a favorite memory or behind the scenes story from your time on the show? Um, you know, I feel like I, you know, one of the strong memories I have is when Sally, Sally Fields was on because she was so cool and friendly and I spent a lot of time with her, you know, back in the ambulance bay waiting for, you know, us to go on. And especially, you know, because Laura, um, Maura, you know, f played her daughter. And so Maura, myself and Sally Field would get in these conversations about, you know, anything. And it was just, that was amazing to me, you know, to also have Sally Field's talking to me like, you know, a friend <laughs> in a way that wasn't, you know, clearly, I'm above you, you know? <laughs> and not that people did that, but she was, you know, we were engaged in a real conversation. And and again, I was very young, so that that stood out, you know, that mattered. And um, so I, I really remember that just because she was on a, for a while and she always treated me in a certain way. And I would say my, actually my biggest, most amazing memory was the very second time um, I worked on ER. Uh, there was a little bit of space between the times and um, I saw George Clooney in the, um, in the parking lot or out on the, you know, in the, in the area where all the studios are. And he was talking to, um, darn it, <laughs> my brain is just going, 
crazy. Who, <laughs> Steven Spielberg, right. Okay, yes. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was walking to Steven Spielberg. And I was walking, you know, getting ready to go on set. I wasn't even dressed yet. I had pretty much, and it was the second time I was working there. And as I'm you know, getting ready to walk to the stage, George Clooney calls me over. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and he was like, hey, Lynn, welcome back. And I was like, first of all, that he remembered my name was crazy. <laughs> like, wait, this was weeks ago that I first appeared. And the fact that you're mending my name and you're calling me back over to talk with you and Steven Spielberg, this is crazy. So that, that was amazing because there we are talking and I really didn't say much, but George Clooney had his, you know, arm like on my shoulder, like very, you know, fatherly, like sweet. And, um, and they were in a conversation and I was just kind of quiet the whole time. And then other people started coming up. And as soon as other people started coming, I kind of like pulled myself away because it was just, I felt kind of, you know, embarrassed to just be standing here having this conversation that I really knew nothing about and I was kind of scared. Um, but that was just an amazing memory and just, just always reminds me of what an amazing person George Clooney was. You know, he was, he was like, to me, when you came on set, he was like the president of the set and he treated you like welcome and we're going to take care of you. you everything's going to be great. We're going to have fun. Like, you know, he didn't say those words, but that's how you felt when you came to the set. And I would say that's a, a rare quality. You know, you get it every once in a while, but he, he really did it, did it up in a great way. I find it really interesting that you actually specifically mentioned Sally Field because we were talking with uh, Troy Evans a few weeks ago, and he specifically also mentioned Sally Field as one of like the highlights of guest stars that he that he worked with on the show. So it's good to know that that story is corroborated. Right? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and so we went ahead and we got some fan questions submitted, and the first of which was, did you have a favorite cast member to work with? So you've mentioned George Clooney was great, and that Sally Fields was an excellent um, guest to work with, but were there any other recurring cast that you enjoyed working with? I loved, I loved working with Noah, um, Noah Wiley. And Noah Wiley and I, we had known each other actually before ER. Oh. Yeah. And um, I loved working with Alex Kingston so much. <laughs> Love her. Um, loved working with Laura Ennis. <laughs> Love her. And um, Shuni, the character, the nurse mm -hmm. character. Yeah. Um, I loved working with her. She was fun. And also Connie and um, Yvette, like, you know, those were people that you just love to chat it up with. I also love working with the other paramedics. Like we got to go to Chicago together, um, you know, a, a couple of times, which was amazing and fun because you had like a pack, right? And, you know, we would do things together. And so that was always fun, you know, because we, we were all in the same uniform. So it was, you know, it was, it was, it was like being, you know, a football team, literally. You know, so in back earlier, they used to have a lot of paramedics all in the same scene, more often than not, right? But as seasons went by, it would be like one paramedic, you know, per show. So, um, so yeah, you know, I'm, I would say in general, just all those people specifically, though. Well, as Chicago natives, we're glad to hear you enjoyed your trips here with with the other paramedic staff. <laughs> oh, loved it. We went to you know the field and <laughs> you know the Michael Jordan statue and yeah it was fun I loved and that was the first time I'd ever been to Chicago so that's a that's a treat I got to go several times you know so it was great I'm glad to hear you enjoyed it and then the other fan question that we have is and we've touched on this a little bit but 
Did you have to go through any additional formal training for your role? And after playing one for so long, do you think you could hang as an EMT for real? Um, I did not have to go through any additional training. Um, and I do feel like I could hang with real EMTs. I have in a way. Um, and you know, my brother, he's a police officer. So I feel like there's a certain uh, kind of comfort with taking care of business mm-hmm. that I inherently have. And I know like even when I was playing a paramedic, paramedics used to come up to me and ask if I really was a paramedic, you know, because they said, they would say, you seem like one of us, you know? So I thought that was a great compliment. In fact, I would say more people than not didn't think I was an actor. They thought I was a real paramedic. (laughs) So, you know, I think that's also because I didn't do foofy things with my, you know, I, I looked kind of regular, you know, and that was definitely on purpose too. I mean, sometimes the makeup artists the makeup people would put too much makeup on and you know and the director would be like get all that makeup off of her she looks like miss america you know so (laughs) you know so we definitely made sure you know keep it you know keep it simple so at least you know you're doing something right yeah (laughs) um i do want to go back real quick to the the behind the scenes stuff because i i meant to put this in the list and i forgot um we've asked pretty much everybody we've talked to about this the props department in particular has kind of a reputation for being practical jokesters and we've heard specifically about one story where they had john leguizamo pulling out every glove in the rack all at once is there any ones that you can remember any stories of practical jokes either being played on you or ones you bore witness to uh anything that stands out um you know I would say people in general did not play practical jokes on me. <laughs> um, that was definitely, uh, I would say that was definitely a dude thing <laughs> on the set. And there was definitely a lot of that going on, especially with George around. Um, there was a lot of, yeah. And I, and I, there was a lot of stuff that I saw. I can't remember specifically, you know, which ones, but there was always some kind of like all of a sudden you'd be, you know, hanging out in a corner doing something and you'd see somebody running, laughing hysterically. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. You know what I mean? So there was, there was always like, you know, some antics like that going on. Um, but I did not get in, in that particular mix. So we're kind of getting close to the end here. So first and foremost, um, what kind of projects are you currently work on working on and how can fans of the show keep up with your uh, work outside of ER? Um, well, let's see. There's a there's a Netflix movie that's coming out that I'm in. I'm playing a detective on a, it's a, with starring Nia Long and Omar Epps, who was on ER mm-hmm. for a while. Yep. Um, so that's I think Nia Long was too. I think we just had an episode yes, with her. Yes. Yeah, she was. I I don't think I worked the day that she did though. Um, but Omar Epps, I worked with quite a bit, and that that drops on Netflix. Uh, I think the 16th of this month. And um, there's another movie that I'm in that's, that I actually just got an email about. It's going to be dropping soon. I don't remember. I didn't catch the date because it just happened. <laughs> and um, I've been writing a lot. So I'm writing a lot of uh, TV comedy stuff that hopefully, you know, will we'll get produced somewhere. So I'm definitely, uh, I've done some podcasts, voiceovers for like there's storytelling podcasts. So oh, I'm oh. doing uh, quite a bit of voiceover work and um I think that's, you know, I think that's keeping me really busy, actually, <laughs> even in COVID, especially the writing, which is, which has been fantastic, you know, so. 
Um, and we've kind of made it a habit of asking everybody we've talked to this question. Um, but what is it that you feel like it's important for fans of ER to know about the show from your kind of unique behind the scenes perspective? What do you think that they might not be able to get just from watching the show that you think it's important for them to know? Mm, that's, you know, I don't know how important it is, but, you know, I would say that, yeah, important, I don't know. I mean, but it was a, it was an amazing show. It was always done with the utmost of professionalism, with the highest standards all the time. And I think that, I think it shows. I, so I, I think that one can see that. I mean, I, I had friends who were in med school and they used to study ER, you know, as part of their med school training. So, and, and everybody was always so professional. And that was, that's, I won't say that's rare, but that was amazing because day in, day out, hour in, hour out, you know, people were, you know, always wanting to do the best job. And I think that's, that was an incredible kind of training ground, you know, for, you know, how to, how to be in, in the business, you know. Well, uh, Lynn, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. This has been really enlightening. I mean, it's a lot of the stuff is like, this is all the kind of stuff that we don't get to see obviously from just watching the show, but it's also kind of, you bring a unique perspective. Like you said, being that you're in a couple of scenes per episode yet you're there almost every episode. So you kind of get this unique perspective of you got, you're, you're like the front row audience member, basically like you get to see all the stuff we get to see and then some. So it's been really, really cool to, uh, to get that perspective and just thank you so much for being a part of this. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. 